and I each long to experience spiritual transformation, but it's so easy for us to grow anxious when we don't see more of it in our lives. Hi, my name is Aris Lawless, and welcome to Sage Talk. Today on Sage Talk, Al Henson and Paul Lawler are discussing God's desire for us to be conformed into the image of His Son. They're also sharing how God has graciously given us His provision, which makes this all possible. With over 75 years of pastoring between them and decades of walking among the nations as they minister to the persecuted church and the least of these, let's join Al and Paul as they shepherd the hearts of faithful servants and Christian leaders in today's episode of Sage Talk. Hello, uh, my name is Paul Lawler, and I'm here with Al Henson, founder of the Compassionate Hope Foundation, and this is Sage Talk. Our topic today is transformation, and as we journey into this topic, uh, we're mindful that many people in the church uh, long for a greater degree of experiencing transformation, seeing transformation. In fact, I I would even say there sometimes is a holy angst around mm-hmm. uh, this uh, desire to see more, but yet perhaps a holy angst and discontent that we don't see more transformation. Right. Uh, but we're going to draw ourselves toward a couple of passages of Scripture today. One of them is Romans eight twenty-eight and 29. And um, allow me to quote the, these verses for you with just a little commentary as we journey together today. Um, the Scripture says, God uses all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Now, a lot of people read that verse, and they stop right there. And I I would submit that when we stop in that place without reading the next verse, we miss Mm -hmm. the precision of the good that God is seeking to work in our lives through our circumstances. And so let's let's now read the first verse and tether Romans 8:29 the next verse with it. For God works all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Therefore those whom God foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. And so we recognize that the good that God is seeking to work in the life of a believer is conformity conformity to the image of his son Jesus, which is the transformation that we long for, the transformation that's on the heart of the Father. Al, I know you have some thoughts around this as well. Yes, I'd like to, Paul, thank you. Um, I'd like to tie this back a bit to our first podcast so we make the connection. Mm -hmm. We talked about uh, fatherhood Mm. and motherhood and that being life-to-life, heart-to-heart. Mm-hmm. And what this passage, I'm, I'm always looking not at the, just the knowledge of a passage, but I'm always mm-hmm. looking at the heart of the passage. Yes. And so we, we find in this, we find the heart of God the Father mm-hmm. uh, for his cre- cre- creatures, mm-hmm. his creation. Yes. Now, in Christ, new creation, we become a new creation, and his heart is he he wants many sons. Mm-hmm. Even if you the, the phrase you didn't in, uh, read at the end of verse twenty nine, Jesus is the firstborn of many sons. Yes, yes. Okay, now there's fatherhood. Mm-hmm. That's good. There's fatherhood there. He, Jesus is the firstborn, but he's not the only son that God wants. Mm-hmm. 
And so what he wants is he wants uh, uh, each listener Mm. to understand that when they came into Christ, they became the sons and daughters of God. Yes. And so there you are. Yes, sir. Yes, Mm. sir. Don't let that shame speak to you. Mm. The truth is you are a son of God. Yes. You are a daughter of God. That is who you are. Yes. And the, and the, the foundational, mm. the highest priority these verses teach us mm-hmm. of our Heavenly Father is that he wants every son and every daughter to be just like Jesus. That's right. That's wow. Good. Yes, that's incredible. And you have to also understand and believe that if that's what he wants, mm. he's already made all the provision necessary for that to take place. Yes. Mm. And that provision is in Christ himself, mm-hmm. uh, in the power of his death, his burial, and his resurrection, and mm. the power of the gospel uh, that Christ in you mm. has brought in you the power of his death Yes. Because there's things in me and in you, Paul, mm-hmm. and in every listener, every brother or sister listening in, there's things in each one of us that need to die. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Selfishness, mm-hmm. pride, mm-hmm. foolishness, mm-hmm. doubting, the shame you feel, yes. uh, this fear that you feel. It it needs to die out. Yes. That's not Jesus was had no shame. Mm-hmm. Jesus was not afraid and so he wants us to be transformed yes. into the image of of Christ and and that the image there literally is not uh like some picture. Mm-hmm. It's actually the very essence of the nature of yes. the son Jesus which yes. was Jesus was is love. Mm-hmm. Jesus is wisdom. Yes. And Jesus is righteousness. Mm. And I am so grieved and and some and somewhat saddened and t- may I say tired mm-hmm. of of the kingdom now that we we think that we can have love without holiness yeah yeah and we think we can have holiness without love yes. and we think we can have wisdom without holiness or love they, mm-hmm. they can't with with God there the, you can't separate any of these three basic foundational natures of God. So good. And and so I see so much of the kingdom. Oh, we need to love. Mm. And if we love, we do this or that. And I'm thinking, no, if you really love, you'd also be holy. Yes. And if you really love them enough, you would tell them that what they're doing is unholy and it's mm. to their destruction. Yes. That's wise. And, and so he wants us to be conformed uh, mm. uh, to the image, and, and I felt a need to say that because the image of the Son mm. is is balanced with the very nature of God, which mm. is love, wisdom, and righteousness. Yes. And, and to God, this is the highest priority. And so much of our teaching and preaching today is you need to do this, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you need to do that, mm-hmm. you need to give more, you need to serve more, and all of that is true. Mm-hmm. But our people are serving out of weakness, mm, mm. And, and they're serving out of uh, uh, their own energy. Yes. And so we have all of this activity, Paul, mm. going on in the church, mm-hmm. and they not, have not learned how to just stop yeah. and be. Yes. See who they are. Yes. And know that their father primarily wants them to be transformed. Mm. Uh, the picture that I have is... To balance this is that I, uh, I a statement that you and I use is that our circumstances mm-hmm. is or our, our classroom is our, yes. is our mm-hmm. classroom, mm-hmm. and so as I step into the 
my circumstances today, mm-hmm. I'm stepping into my classroom. Yes. And here's how we balance this. Yes. While I'm in this circumstance, mm. I'm going to go to the doing first. Mm-hmm. In this circumstance, I, I'm asking the question, how do I wash feet? Yes. That's who I am. I'm mm. a servant. Jesus was a servant. How am I washing feet? Mm. Is it my wife's feet, my children's feet, my brothers, my sisters, the poor, yeah. the hurting, the wherever, mm-hmm. the enslaved? How do I wash feet? Mm. And God, as I am washing feet, I'm learning. Mm. Mm. I'm growing. Yes. You're transforming me. Yes. This is my classroom, God. That's good. And this is critical. So there's there's not a time that we are transformed and then a time that we serve. Oh, this is so good. Yes. We're actually serving, going, and being transformed at the same time. Yes. yes. So there's no passiveness in love. Mm-hmm. There's no passivity in faith. Mm-hmm. It's all activity. Yeah. And and, and tying it back, there's um, – just just to share a story, sure. people are learning that uh, you know I'm the founder of Compassion and Hope Foundation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, there's this young lady, 29 years old. I don't think I'll share her name, mm. but uh, I remember even the context among the nations because she was female and she was young. Mm-hmm. They uh, they were some questions as to could she do this mm-hmm. because she was a rescued one. Mm. Uh, she had been abused, and mm. and, and and this and her, was someone rescued out of trafficking. Is yes, that we, yes, she was abused, and mm. and in many ways sold as a, as a, as a child bride on and on. Mm. But she she was being transformed. Mm-hmm. She was growing, and I asked her one day, "What would you like to do? Mm. What do you think God wants you to do?" She started crying. She said, "Nobody ever cared enough to even ask me that, Papa." Al. Wow. And I said, well, God cares, and I care, Mm -hmm. so I'm asking you. Mm -hmm. And she poured her heart out about how she wanted to help other girls uh, so that they would not have to go through what she went through. Yes. And so she took in nine girls. And, you know, I only had three children, and I can't imagine raising nine girls. Wow. So here's this 29-year-old, in many ways a young believer, but really growing, hungering for God. Mm -hmm. And she calls me one day, and and she says this. She says – these girls need a dad. Mm. She's single. Yes. And I, I am, am trying to do all I can by the grace of God to be a mother. Mm. And I said to her, and I'm thinking of single moms right now, even listening yes. in, in yes. the context here, single, single moms are listening mm. in. I said to her, you have in you the father. Mm. Amen. And you also have in you the mothering heart of God, because mm-hmm. there are times in the, the Bible that he, he loves us like a mother, the Bible yes. says. Yes. Uh, and so you have both. God is both of those at heart. Mm. And so uh, I, I want to say, I said to her, I called her name, and I said, God will help you. Mm. Uh, you're what God has. Yes. And what God has in you is enough mm. for these girls. Mm-hmm. And God will help you. He can transform you into not only the mother's heart, but into the father's heart. Yes. And then God can use me and others to be a father. And I just think about how in, in this transformation process mm. uh, that God can pour himself through us yes. in love and wisdom and righteousness in ways that we could, can't, can't, ima- even imagine. can't even imagine. You know, as you share that, Al, I'm, I'm, there are occurrences that come to my own mind as you share this young lady's story. She steps way out of her comfort yes. zone. 
She's dependent upon the Lord. She's growing as a Christian. But I have observed so many times that some of the deepest transformations happen when we're outside of our comfort zone, when we're depending upon God in a way that that we have to. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, uh, and it draws something out in the power of the Spirit through the Word of God, the love of God, where he develops us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost yes. like discipleship on steroids. Yes. Sometimes uh, people are trying to think this through, Paul, I and mean, what you're saying is so good. I'll ask them the question. Mm. Uh, do I have to grow, transform, mm-hmm. to go, mm. or do I have to go to transform? And and I don't want to get in semantics of words here, but literally I lean to the la- to the last one, yeah. because the commandment is go, and the commandment to go is to the to the person who just came to Christ, yeah. and that yeah. goes back to our classroom, mm-hmm. our, our, our circumstances, the life around us is mm-hmm. our classroom. Yeah. So as I'm stepping out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. taking steps of faith to obey God, I'm yes. going. Yes. But I am going fully aware that a, a lot of where God's taking me and mm-hmm. obeying him yes. is about my own transformation. As well. As yeah. well. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I love how you put that. Do I go in order to grow or grow in order to go? And the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I love how you worded that and, that. and that's so true. And that was true clearly with Jesus and the way he discipled, mm-hmm. the way he poured into the 12, into the three. Yes. Uh, in, in, in pouring into them, sending them out. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that they had questions like, are we ready for this? Yes. Um, but they were developed in and, that way. And again, Continue. to those, Paul, that are thinking about mothering and, and spiritual fathering, mm-hmm. this is what I've learned in life. There's a mystery about what I'm about to say. Mm. So you're not going to be able to fully art- – I can't articulate it, and you're not going to be able to articulate it. But there's a mystery. I've watched it when I sit down with a brother. Yes. Or even when I'm sitting down with my wife, Susan. Mm. And we begin to talk about Jesus mm. and the things of God. Mm. There's a mystery that takes place, and I can it, I, biblically I understand it's spirit to spirit. Yes, it goes heart to heart, life to life, and then into a into a holy realm of spirit to spirit. Yes, and there's a trans there's a there's a, a trans uh, uh, formation that takes place. A, 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 the word I want is a transference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a transference. And I can say, watching this, parents, you need to listen. Mm. No matter what you teach your child, Mm. no matter what they see you do, the the greatest thing you will do is to transfer your spirit and soul to them. Mm. And if you ever found a reason to make sure you find healing Mm -hmm. and to make sure you uh, are set free and make sure you're walking in the spirit, Mm. it's your children because you will transfer Mm. At the spirit level, yeah. it's a mystery about it, yes. and that's why often that parents who are deeply wounded mm-hmm. uh, and shame, shame people do shameful things. Mm-hmm. That shame and woundedness will, will transfer to their children. That's so, that's but, so but in the same way, when we talk about transformation, that's why we need to be being transformed. Yes, so that when I am fathering someone or mothering someone, Mm -hmm. that there is a a mystery about the spirit transferred. We see that in Ephesians 4.16 in the body of Christ as each each member, the spirit is supplying one one, one to another. Mm -hmm. And so in transformation, this becomes the critical issue. Mm. Al, as you share that, 
um, I'm, I'm drawn with the thought of a particular passage of Scripture. Um, it, it's 2 Corinthians 3.18. And, and so I, let, let me read it uh, because it's, a, it's one of those key Scriptures in the New Testament, and there are many, uh, around the topic of transformation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's where Paul wrote, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just from the Lord the Spirit. Mm-hmm. I, I know that uh, when we had talked about this verse at one time, uh, there was some thoughts you had, particularly around that phrase that's a hinge pin in the verse. It's like strategic, this whole thing of an unveiled face and how it sets us up to experience transformation from the glory of God. Yeah, I'm glad you led us there because if I'm listening, I'm beginning to ask the question, okay, Al, okay, Paul, gotcha. Mm. God wants me to be transformed. How? Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I can tell you that if you ask people, they would give you a hundred different answers, yes. and you'd be confused. Mm. And what I what uh, this passage does is brings us to what I think is the if I'm bowling, it's the head pin. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. it's the head pin of uh, of transformation. Yes, and the verse that you just read, and let's let's put it in its context, so you see the beauty of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul is talking about the law of the Old Testament, mm. the age of the law, and the time of the law versus now the time mm-hmm. of the Spirit. And he uses Moses as an illustration how that Moses went to the mountain and he he came into the presence of God in the context of the law. Yes. The Ten Commandments. Yes. And again, he came into the presence of God mm-hmm. in the context of the law. He comes out of the mountain, and he's shining so much and so glorious. And I remember that movie, the uh, Ten Commandments. The Ten yeah. Commandments, yeah. yes. And I, I always had this picture of Moses. You know, mm-hmm. uh, was it what, what was the actor's name? Uh, Charlton Heston. Ch- Charlton Heston. Thank you. I'm, I'm older, so I have to turn to Paul sometimes to help my mind work. But he comes out of this mountain just glowing, mm-hmm. and, and the Bible says that it was hard for the people to look upon him. He yes. had such a, a beauty and glow about him. Yes. And this this passage, Paul, in 2 Corinthians 3 says, if you think that the law could transform one this glorious, how much more? Oh, yeah. How much more? Yeah. And so in my 20s, I begin to think, this is what I want. Mm. I need to understand something in this text because I want the how much more. Yes. If Moses could come out of the mountain mm-hmm. glowing, I'd like to come out of the mountain, my feet glowing yes, also, yes. in essence. <laughs> but uh, anyway... Uh, the question that you ask is in this verse of Scripture, mm-hmm. and it says, but when we all, and mm-hmm. here's the condition, mm-hmm. with an unveiled face, mm. behold is in a, in a, a glass. Yes. We, no one will ever see God face to face, but we, we behold as in a glass, in a mirror. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're transformed by his Spirit from glory to glory. Mm. And so I want to chat about the unveiled face just for a few minutes, Paul, if that's okay. And Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to take it from a couple of directions. First of all, you need to understand what the face means. Mm. When I I think of Susan, my wife, Mm -hmm. the first thing I see is her face. Mm. Uh, that's who. That's who I remember her by. Yes. Uh, when I think of anyone, it's by the face, and so the face represents the essence of who you are, mm-hmm. who you really are. So the unveiling means that when you come into the presence of God, 
actually to get into the presence of God, you must be unveiled. That's good. Your very essence. Yes. Now, this is not so easy mm-hmm. because the marring of sin mm. has caused our soul to be afraid mm. uh, that if someone really knew us, they wouldn't love us. Yes. To be afraid if they knew what we had done, mm. they would reject us. Mm. And the shame factor mm. that we feel somewhat dirty, and mm. especially in the, in the presence of a holy, holy God. Yes. And this is why Paul was constantly saying the greatest need is you to understand the love of God, mm. that you might comprehend with all of the saints what is the width and the depth and the breadth and the height of the love of God. Yes. Because it's the knowledge of the love of God mm. that enables you to know that with God you are safe. Perfect love drives out all fear. Yes. You are safe with God. He sits on a throne of mercy, not yes. on a throne of judgment. Thank you, God. He's a God of grace, long-suffering, merciful, mm. and you can come unveiled mm-hmm. into his presence. You mm. can come before God, and when God sees you, he will see this beautifully, wonderfully uh created creature that you are. Mm. Now in Christ, he'll see you righteous. You're justified to be in his presence. Mm -hmm. And when he looks over at the ugly part of you, Mm -hmm. he understands that he's already done all that's necessary to take care of that at Calvary. This selfish part, this prideful part, Mm. this this part that that drives you into make poor decisions Mm -hmm. and poor relationships. And God, when you come in his presence, Mm. you begin to see not only the beauty and glory of God, Yes, but he he unveils to you the power of his gospel, mm. which makes all that God is yes. available to all that you need. Yes, because so, part of you needs to die, mm-hmm. and a part of you needs to go forth in glorious resurrection, yes. life day by day, spiritual resurrection with Jesus. So good, so good, Al. As you share that, I've got a friend named John Riddle who uses an analogy of three vowels. Please of, share that with us, then. It, it's a it's it's like this flow a picture of the. Pre- being in the full presence of God. It's it's a good image, I think, for having an unveiled face. Where Jesus said, I'm living water. Mm-hmm. And he, he refers to three valves of the heart. The first valve is confession of sin. Mm. First John tells us if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You reference the gospel. that uh, Even Paul spoke in First mm. Corinthians, excuse me, in uh, Ephesians 6, that our foundation is the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, even preaching the gospel to yourself, mm-hmm. remembering that he who knew no sin became our sin mm-hmm. so that we would become the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. And so we, we do come before God with unveiled face knowing that we're justified, yes. that we're cleansed in Christ. Right. We're not condemned. And I know there's much more we could say about that, but the second valve we turn is dying to self Mm -hmm. because, Lord, give me the grace today Mm -hmm. to choose for you and not myself. Amen. To live for you, to move for your move not in my preferences, but in your purposes. I like that. Give me the grace. Yes, Lord. Because you can't you can't die. Yeah. You don't have to. You just have to believe that be willing. Yes. And he will give you the grace. Yes. That's so good. Mm -hmm. And then and then the third valve we turn it, for the flow of living water is simply communing with mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so this image of an unveiled face, I can come before God. I, this veil can be removed. So there's, there's thin space mm-hmm. between us and God to delight in being in his presence. Mm. But 
this verse takes us somewhere. It doesn't stop there. It says it's unto something, right. which is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And and this, these words that uh, we're being now transformed mm-hmm. into the same Amen. image. That's the Romans 8. Yes, from glory to glory, mm-hmm. from this exposure to the glory of God. I think the Greek word there for some of our students, um, or maybe pastors, doxa, the mm-hmm. glory of God that we're exposed to through the Word of God, the Spirit of God, presence right. of God, ministering in the name of Christ to yeah. the poor, the broken, Amen. the oppressed, the lost. Uh, and we are transformed yeah. as as we walk with Him. And let me make a closing comment, and then we'll pray, Paul, yes. for our listeners. But as you're listening to, to this, my brother, my sister, mm-hmm. uh, just hunger for mm. transformation. Mm. And the main thing that you're hearing us say, get into the presence of God. Mm. Yes. The way you get in is through an unveiled face. Yes. And in his presence, mm. you will be transformed. And think about that and consider that and let God help you to under, understand that. Mm. And uh, uh, we, we pray that you might... Uh, uh, if, if God is using this to touch your heart, mm. would you call yes. a brother or a sister and say, and give them a link to this, mm. and, and have them listen in also? Yes. Now, Jesus, we thank you mm. so much for uh, your love for us, and that you who have chosen, uh, you're, 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 you've chosen us, and your desire for us is to be sons and daughters, mm-hmm. just like your own son. Mm-hmm. And you've made everything that we need in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus for that to happen. And then you put us, as we walk in obedience to you, in the crucible Mm. of learning, growing, and changing and transformation as we serve you and obey others and wash feet. Yes, God. I pray you'd help each brother and sister listening in Mm. uh, to be encouraged by faith to begin this kind of walk or strengthen this kind of walk Mm -hmm. with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. As we close this episode of Sage Talk, I want to encourage you to allow God to do His transforming work in your heart and life. Now, we'd love to hear your thoughts or questions you might have about today's episode. You can write to us at info at sagetalkpodcast.com. And if you would like to learn more about spiritual transformation, we've written a helpful resource you can download for free on our website at sagetalkpodcast.com. In our next episode, Al and Paul are going to introduce us to the concept of an unveiled face and how the presence of God can become real in your heart and life. Be sure to subscribe to Sage Talk in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss it. Come back soon and join us on Sage Talk for another time of spiritual shepherding, heart to heart, and life to life.